Welcome to Seize Your Midlife, the podcast exclusively for midlife women. I'm your host, Bree Schumacher. We are going to dive into all the things from health and hormones to beauty and wellness. We'll be asking the question, what's my midlife purpose? And what am I going to do with the rest of my life? We'll also be interviewing women who've taken leaps or made U-turns in midlife. This conversation is going to be engaging, sometimes educational, a little bit funny, and always real. It is my sincere hope that you find your midlife purpose and lead your most fulfilling life. So join us on this journey to seize your midlife. Let's go. Hello, friends, and welcome back to another episode of Seize Your Midlife. I am so glad you are here today. So I love a field trip, some good, old-fashioned, forced family fun. If you follow me on my Be Somewhere Sunny page, you know I am always taking my kids begrudgingly hiking into new cities, doing all of these things. I adore exploring. And I have had a lot of adventures in my day. Skydiving, not tandem by the way, which is a story for another day. I stayed in a tree house in the middle of the Amazon. I backpacked in Central America, which again, ooh, I got a story there. But the truth is, I actually consider myself anxious with a side of bravery. When it comes to a lot of things, honestly, I stay on the sidelines. The kids are swimming. I stay on the sidelines. I'm in my cover-up. Heck, I might may even be in my clothes. Everyone is off skiing. Yep, I'm on the sidelines because I am at the lodge. Everyone is jumping off the boat to throw a football around. And you know what? I'm staying on the sidelines in the boat because I'm quote-unquote watching everyone. I have spent a lot of my life on the sidelines. Too much, honestly. Either because I didn't know how to do something, I felt embarrassed by my skills or lack thereof. That's why you will never find me playing tennis, for example. Or I feel inconvenience. Like, okay, if I jump in the pool, then I'm going to be wet mess. Like that's the kind of mentality I'm talking about. And some of it is that I have anxiety, like I've mentioned. I can barely stand to watch my kids wakeboard because I am overcome with anxiety. Some might call me an alarmist, and I mean, I probably am, but personally, I like to call it safety patrol. But all of these things combined means way too much time watching instead of participating in life. I am sure that this is to the dismay and disappointment of my three boys. One of my sons even asked me a few years ago if I knew how to swim. Oh my gosh, guys, remember how I told you how I lived in an apartment for like 15 years? Well, that apartment had a pool where I lived. I taught myself how to swim, and I'm a pretty good little swimmer, not like a fancy strokes 
kind of swimmer, but a good swimmer. The kind that can do handstands and back somersaults and play pool games all day long. That's what my friends Heather and I did our entire childhoods. And something that when I look back on, I have a lot of fondness about. So why is it that I never, and I mean never, get in the pool? Okay, so recently, my youngest little guy who's seven and I, we went on a road trip to go see my grandma Wheezy down in Harbor Island, South Carolina. So it's at the beach. My little guy's brothers, so my two older sons, were away on other vacations. So it was just him and I. And we got to the pool. He begged me to get in. Like I said, I never get in. So to be honest, the boys don't even really ask me anymore. But Drake didn't have any playmates that day. So I said, yes. I said yes because I didn't have an excuse. It wasn't too cold, which is always my number one excuse. And I didn't have anywhere to be. It didn't matter if I was a wet mess. It didn't matter. So I was like, yes. And I jumped in and I did a handstand and a back somersault and I timed Drakey swimming across the pool. And then we walked down to the beach and Drakey walked into the water. Harbor Island has a ton of sandbars. So it's like my perfect beach because there are never going to be any big waves. So I don't feel nervous there at all about him in the water. And I have not been in the ocean in forever, which is really pretty sad because I live in South Carolina. I actually have a little place in Myrtle Beach. So I'm at the beach more than the average person, but I never go in the ocean. Honestly, I think I'm just scared. But this moment, the conditions were perfect. And Drakey wanted me to go in. And so I was like, you know what? I'm going to go in. And my grandma Weezy was like, hey, do you want me to take a picture of you and Drakey as we came out? She knows I never go in. And she's like, you might want to remember this moment. And so I was like, yeah, you know what? You're right. I do. And later on, I pulled the picture up on my phone. And I think I even said out loud, oh my gosh, you're disgusting. My stomach was like 15 shades whiter than my arms, which, by the way, probably has a lot to do with me never putting on a bathing suit. But anyways, I was like looking at myself and I just was like saying all of these mean things to myself, which I think a lot of us do, right? But you guys, I was like, I'm not deleting this picture. The day was beautiful and it was fun. And I was glad I put my bathing suit on, even though I didn't look awesome. I am a middle-aged woman in a bikini. I don't look awesome. But I got in the water and I did the tricks and I swam with my son and we looked for sea creatures. I was not going to erase that moment because my stomach looked bad. I saved it. And when I look back on it, I know that I'm going to smile instead of cringe Because like I talked about in the Wake Up to Your Life episode, I am going to try to focus on something positive. And that was a really positive memory. And you know what's really funny? When I travel, I always say yes. I say yes when the thing before me is crazy, like surfing on the top of a zip line or fishing for piranhas in the Amazon. I say yes when the thing is super weird, like eating the crispy, fat bottom ants on the street in Colombia. Oh, by the way, I should say like not off the street. They sell them in bags. 
But of course, I was like, yes, we are going to try these crispy ants. That is always my attitude when I travel, when I go on these adventures with my sister. My attitude is always kind of like, I'm only here for the super short time. I may never, probably will never be back in the same spot ever again. This is my one experience. So I best say yes and slide way out of my comfort zone to carpe diem this trip and all the things it involves. Honestly, I'm my best self on those trips. I'm my best, most freest self. But I got to thinking as I was driving home from the beach, why do I reserve this attitude for traveling? Why don't I look at my life like I look at those trips? The truth is, I don't know how long I'm going to be here in this moment. And you don't know how long you're going to be here either. So can we just make a pact to get off the sidelines more? I think we should. I mean, get off the side of the pool. Put on your swimsuit. But I also mean get off the sidelines of your life. How many people do you know that are living their lives only for other people who are sidelined in their own lives, not stepping into their dreams, using their gifts? Maybe that's you. You can't even remember the fun person who would try the things because the fun person, the adventurous person is buried so far under responsibilities. I'd like you to take out a pen or open up your notes on your phone and you can do it now or after the podcast. But I just want you to think of three fun, adventurous, or outrageous things that you've done in your life. Things that make you say, Oh my gosh, I can't believe that happens. And I want you to think about a time when you just laughed your head off or a time when you just felt super proud. And then I want you to think, when was the last time you felt all those things? Like you laughed super loud, like you were your most adventurous, free-spirited self when you felt proud Because my guess is it's not been recent enough. It's not been enough. When I think about the things, like, oh, the three things I would write down, I think of a lot of fun and funny nights with my girlfriends. But I also think back to the bravery and the adventureness that I talk about when I travel. My heck yes girl attitude. And then my thoughts are always halted by excuses, Brie. Afraid, Brie embarrassed Brie. But when I went on that trip with baby Drake, that's what I call him. Oh gosh, that just came out. (laughs) That's what I call him, even though he's seven. When I went on that trip with Drake and I was pushing myself off the bottom of the pool to show my little boy that not only could I swim, but I could do tricks. I was reminded that I can be the yes girl, the adventure girl, right in my own backyard. And in my life right now. And so can you. So can you. Do you know that trying something new or going to a new place releases endorphins? And endorphins just make you feel better and happier. It doesn't have to be a thing, like a big thing, like going to Columbia. Or heck, it doesn't even have to be going to the beach. 
It can literally be in your own town. Try a new cuisine. Go to a new lake or go somewhere by yourself. Maybe get behind the boat and try water skiing. I mean, I'm not doing that, but maybe that's the thing for you. But I just want to say to you that the next time you feel like saying, oh, hell no, remember the spirit of getting off the sidelines and say, oh, hell yes. Because we should all treat our lives like I treat my vacations. The time is ticking. That we don't know how many more times we will have to do this thing or try that food or experience One thing or another thing, time is truly our most precious commodity. And I don't think that we consider it enough and how much more important that that mentality is in midlife. We are so busy juggling the mundane. Okay, I just want to leave you with some Drakey wisdom and to set the stage for Drake wisdom. You have to know a little bit about Drake. He is a total character that like dances and does his hair. And he's basically the mascot of my older son's soccer team. Like all the older kids and frankly, even the parents just adore Drake because he's such a character. He can rattle off all the stats of soccer players across the world. He knows how much their houses cost, what their wives' names are. It's just so funny. He wrote a note to his teacher asking to be moved up a grade. And this little boy hates the heat. He's always like laying on the ground saying how much he hates South Carolina. And can we move back to Wisconsin? And gosh, does Drake love a kitty cocktail in the shade? Better yet, in the air-conditioned clubhouse. (laughs) I adore him, as you can tell. I call him my bestie in the Westie. But anyways, here's the story I want to tell you because I – I love it so much. Okay, so on this same trip, before we met up with my grandma Louise, Drakey and I stopped for lunch. And I would say that the kids' menu was elevated. And by that, I mean there was filet mignon on the kids' menu. I don't know about you, but I've never seen a kids' menu with filet mignon on it before. But anyways, Drakey looks at this menu and he right away is like, I'm going to take the snow crab. And I'm like, wait, buddy, that mean you've never had snow crab. By the way, the snow crab on the kids menu was market price. Again, I've never, never seen market price on a kids menu before. But Drake was adamant. He's like, I want the snow crab. And I was like, okay, but you know, that feels like a pretty big risk, kind of an expensive risk, because what if you don't like it? And he looked at me and said, but mom, what if I do? You guys, this, I love that. I feel like so much in our lives were like, but what if I don't like it? But you know, we make all these excuses, but the truth is, but what if you do? So I just want to say that as you go out into this week, and if you're thinking about doing something, going somewhere, trying something new, and you're like, I don't know, but what if it doesn't work out? Or what if I don't like it? Remind yourself of Drakey wisdom and say, but what if I do? And I think that that can even go one step further when you think about taking a leap or stepping closer to a dream that you have. 
I think a lot of times we're like, but what if it fails? What if I fail? And I think then you should reverse that and say to yourself, but what if I succeed? Gosh, that is goodness from a seven-year-old, right? Uh, friends, thank you so much for being here today for this conversation. I so appreciate you. And if you have a moment, will you tell a friend about the podcast? Will you give it a rating, a review? I hate to ask for things, but those things help bring the podcast to more women. And the more women that join in on this conversation, the fuller it will be. Thanks, friends. And remember, get off the sidelines. Oh.